Welcome back to Talking to the Internet. We've got a great lineup of guests for you in the upcoming weeks. I want to say a special thanks to Gustav at GKDC Design for the logo and branding design that he's put together for the show. If you're looking to get some logo or branding work done, I highly recommend you check him out. He's great to work with. Um, best place to go would be his Instagram at GKDesignCo. I also want to say a special thanks to Colin for uh, giving the show its first tip. I can't tell you how much that means and um, also how much that supports the show. For those of you who have rated the show um, or you know submitted some sort of feedback to the show, thank you so much for doing that. Uh, for those of you uh, who are interested in connecting more with the show, uh, the best place to do that would be talkingtotheinternet.com. Uh, that'll take you to the, to the website um, where you can find links to uh, much, much more. Um, if you have a request for a guest, uh, I'd love to have those requests as well. Those will help me kind of get in front of the, some of the guests and um, also kind of convince them that they should be on the show and that you want to hear their voice. So you can submit those via um, via the website or you can submit them via Twitter. Uh, the Twitter address for the show is at TTTI podcast. So at TTTI podcast. So again, uh, thanks so much for your support. Thanks so much for listening. Um, and thanks so much for uh, rating, reviewing and sharing the show. Uh, now, back to the show. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Um, I am f- proud and fortunate and privileged to have uh, an automation guru on the show today, a prolific talker to the internet, uh, Rosemary Orchard. Um, Rosemary, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I am very excited to be here today. So, Rosemary, where I want to start today is you talk to the internet in a lot of different ways. Um, you can you explain to me how all of that happened? Um, I kind of just started writing on my own little website um, and thought, you know, like I I just want somewhere to put my thoughts and like I don't know, nobody's going to read it, but hey. Then my thoughts are out there. And in case somebody stumbles across it and thinks, hey, this is interesting, you know, maybe it'll help them. Um, And then from there, things kind of exploded. I went on to Mac Power Users as a guest um, and and talked to them, which was my first experience podcasting. Um, And I really enjoyed that. And then everything kind of spiraled. I ended up working for The Sweet Setup, writing articles over there, um, creating a new podcast with David Sparks, Automators. And uh, yeah, and then I joined the Screencast Online team, started nested folders, all of these things. And it all started because I decided, you know, let's just start putting my thoughts somewhere where other people can read them as well. And what was the platform you used to start doing that? So I used a little very often unheard of CMS called Grav, which is a very flat file type thing. So WordPress is in many ways more user friendly. And if people are just like, I just want somewhere easy to write, I would actually recommend micro.blog, not Grav. But I was looking at it as, as an opportunity to improve my development skills at the same time and learned a little bit more about different platforms and the way they work. So I went with Grav and I was very happy with it. And then I decided to move to WordPress because there were some more options that I wanted available to me. Did you were you working as a developer when all of this got started? Yeah, so I had decided when did I actually start my blog? I'm not quite sure anymore. Um, but I, I decided I was previously an English teacher and I decided that I wanted to retrain. I was fed up with doing all the paperwork and not enough of the teaching, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided that I was gonna retrain and go into IT. Um, and so I was going back and I started doing a second bachelor's degree, um, learning how to program um and all of these things. 
and then from there I I I decided you know like let's let's pick something and and start a block using it and I ended up finding the CMS called Graph uh, with a little help from some friends and uh, yeah I just thought you know this this sounds interesting let's give it a go. Okay, so you glossed over a big thing, right? You said you said pick something and start writing about yeah. it. Yeah. So how do you how do you just pick something and start writing about it? And what made you or what encouraged you to pick the thing that you picked? Uh, well, I picked shortcuts because I was really having a lot of fun with shortcuts. Um, and I was posting some of this stuff on Reddit. And my personal thoughts about social media is that usually it means somebody else owns your content because you're posting it on their website so they can do stuff with it. And I kind of wanted all this stuff collected in one place. So I decided that, you know, that that was a good thing to start with my own website because, you know, other people were looking for workflow stuff as it was called way back then um and it would be an easily easily searchable resource for people to find and more importantly it would be more easily indexed you know by various search engines and linked to because a lot of websites don't like linking to reddit posts unsurprisingly because people go back and they change the content or they delete their accounts and nuke all the posts and stuff like that whereas websites have got a bit more permanency and of course you know nobody else can go in and change my my stuff either um but yeah, it's, it can be hard to pick what to start with. But at the same time, you just have to find something that at the very least is interesting for you um, and go from there. Because if you're not interested in it, why are you going to waste the time writing about it? Yeah, absolutely. So so dig into that a little bit more for us. I mean, it's it's interesting. So I'm interested in a lot of things, but I don't create content about a lot of things. So you, you're passionate about workflows. You're passionate about, you know, what's now called shortcuts. Um, what what gets you over the hurdle? What makes you go, oh, and I'm actually going to start a thing online that other people can read as opposed to just doing interesting and, and fun things? Well, I always like to make things that other people can use. So a lot of this started out with people on Reddit going like, how, how do I make a workflow that can do this? And of course, a lot of the time it was, how can I make a workflow that will automatically turn on my phone at six o'clock in the morning? It's like, no, like, come on, the, the Apple's not going to let you do that. Apple are never going to let you control anything about your phone. Well, you know, 2020 says a little bit differently. Um, but it was, you know, one of these things where I'm out there going, if one person is asking about this, a bunch of other people are going to be asking about this as well. And I've made like crazy complex workflows, which in hindsight could be considerably simplified today around my my university courses, you know, like setting up everything at the beginning of the semester, putting all the dates in my calendar, all the tasks in my OmniFocus and things like that. And so I thought, you know, other people will probably have a similar need for, for stuff like this because, you know, that was my second bachelor's degree. I'd already done one in a different country in a completely different subject and there were definite parallels. So I was there going, other people are going to be able to use this. Um, and, you know, a lot of people want to see how you do things. And sometimes getting over the hurdle can be very tricky. So, of course, this being me, I decided that I was going to automate a chunk of sharing workflows. It's a lot more difficult today with shortcuts, but you can get the, the you know, actual actions out of a shortcut if you if you work hard at it. And I'm working on a few things for that at the moment, actually. Um, but it it's, you know, sometimes you just have to say, I'm going to say spend 10 minutes on this. And let's just see what I can do in 10 minutes. Because at the end of the day, no matter what you do is your very first attempt, you're going to look back at it and go, oh, I could have done this and that. And it could have been so much better. But that's part of your, your journey on the internet. And people like seeing how you improve. Now, of course, if you have something that's full of grammar and spelling mistakes, and you don't even throw it through 
spell check first, then that might not reflect the best on you. Um, but at the same time, you know, even if you post, say, a shortcut, I'm going to go with an example that I'm familiar with, um, and then somebody else comes along and says, hey, did you know that you could actually improve it by doing this? Well, guess what? That's a follow-up post right there. And you can credit this person saying, hey, this person told me on Twitter that I can do this. And, you know, you're give it, you're making sure that you're incorporating that and showing that you can grow as a person and showing other people, you know, like this is a good way of doing things. But if you talk to other people on the internet, guess what? In general, their internet can be a nice place, at least in the tech world. I know there are some corners of the internet which are like, ooh, scary, like don't want to go there. Um, but, you know, a lot of the internet's a nice place and it's nice to be part of this community and be, joining it by sharing information is a pretty good way to get started. Yeah, and, that, and that's... I really like what you said there in terms of, you know, there's a good portion of the internet that is a good, friendly place where you can meet really interesting and nice people. And, oh, by the way, there's this terrible side that, you know, when you flip the rock over, you know, things are ugly and crazy. But at the same time, often often we talk about that ugly side or you hear people talk about the ugly side, right? So it's, it's fun or it's good to hear somebody go, no, there's a lot of positivity that happens as well. And let's, and let's not forget that. Let's not lose hope in that. And actually let's feed that, yeah. you know, positivity grows from positivity and it's pretty, I'm pretty certain that's an exponential thing. So just by adding a little bit of happiness and, you know, useful information and fun stuff to the internet, we're just going to make it grow. And then there'll be more kitten pictures. And who doesn't <laughs> love kitten pictures? Yes. Yes. Who doesn't love those things? So you start doing your helpful um, pieces of information and then, you know, you're continuing at that. You get the ask or the request, I guess, was was that that was when um, it was David and Katie, right? Yeah. So so David reached out to me because at that time they, they had a Facebook group and I was really helping out like, you know, lots of people were asking questions and so on. And so I'd actually started helping by moderating the Facebook group. And David said, you know, like, we've got to get you on, like show people like they they see you on the internet as a piece of text. Let's, let's show them the, another part of you, your voice. Um, and I thought, well, that sounds like fun. You know, who doesn't love Mac Perry users? So I said, sure. Um, and they, they sent me a little Google Doc as an outline. And I went through and I added lots of information. And I went back and I added more information. And then and there was a very, very long list of, of apps that I use at the end, uh, which we didn't get through all of them. But it was, uh, yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, you know, I'd like to talk to David and Katie. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe Stephen will let me back on MPU at some point in the future as another guest. Um, take another spot yeah. there. But I hope so. I hope so. Um, you know, it, it, it was good fun. And I thought, you know, like it, it would be nice to talk to these people in a different way. Um, so why not? Um, you know, not everybody likes podcasting. The idea of talking into a microphone with headphones on in a quiet room somewhere can sound a little bit odd. But I, I found it really relaxing and enjoyable. Had you had you done it before? Meaning, no. like, was this your first time? Okay. Yeah. So I, I, sorry, I had been a guest on another podcast before, all about file effects, ring bound finders, um, and uh, that was good fun. But that was a, a very small, uh, very short podcast. Um, I think it was twenty twenty five minutes or so. Um, and so that was different. And I had previously recorded a question and sent it in to ask MPU, um, which was a good fun 
in one of the feedback shows, but I'd never really done like a big podcast, especially one with such a large audience, which Mac Power Users, of course, has. Uh, were you nervous? Like, tell me, tell me what you were feeling when you went into that show. Were you excited? Were you nervous? Were you all of the above? I was shaking. Um, so <laughs> I, I was alone in my apartment that weekend, um, and uh, you know, which was a good thing because I spent about thirty minutes beforehand, like pacing around, like looking at the questions. I don't know why, but I really kind of had this thing in my head of like, I need to remember, you know, like what the questions and the outline are. Um, and of course, you don't need to remember that because you're talking to somebody who's also got the outline in front of them and they've got an idea of what they want to ask you. But at the same time, it's not rigid. It's not set in stone. They want to flex it around what you're saying. So I was there being really nervous. And then we just started talking. and It was like, oh, OK. Like, you know, as soon as you actually started, like all the nerves disappeared. And then like yeah. 20 minutes later, the nerves came back and I was like, oh, gosh, like I'm talking to David and Katie on my pair of users. Ah. Um, you know, and I didn't have a great mic or anything, but I thought, you know what, like it, I'm not talking like to like my Mac closed under my desk or something, you know, like I've got I've actually got a microphone and so I'm like, it'll be fine. And it was and it was great fun. So that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and I mean, I've done hundreds of interviews. Right. And no matter how many I do, you still have that little moment, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes before where you're like, you get those butterflies in your, in your stomach and you're like, okay, how's this going to go? Mm -hmm. And you know, like, is the person going to be, are they going to be normal? Are they going to be crazy? Or, are they oh, gonna, yeah. you know, like, like what's, what's going to happen? And, and it's fun. Like, I love that part of it. Yes, absolutely. And you know, it's one of those things, every, every person you talk to when you're podcasting is different. And also talking to the same person on different podcasts can be different as well, because some of us juggle different hats between different podcasts and look at things through different glasses or perspectives. And so, you know, it's always great fun, though, because I have to say, I've never met anybody else, you know, podcasting or writing that I've immediately been like, oh, gosh, you know, like this person. No, like it goes back to my point of, you know, the Internet's a nice place. You know, let's let's feed that with producing more nice things for people to enjoy and learn from. All right. So so get me to your own shows now. Right. So you, you've guessed it on a show. There's got to be a journey to, to get to your own shows. Yeah. So um, uh, shortly after that episode of My Power Users came out, I launched a website called Automation Orchard, um, where I was I, I set up some Python scripts using Python Easter on my iPad, and they went and crawled a bunch of sites on the internet and found like stuff. And I then saved it into Automation Orchard with just links to these places and tags. So like, you know, there's a bunch of shortcuts linked to Mac stories, obviously Federico Fatici. Um, there's yes. stuff on David's blog with, um, you know, Apple script and keyboard maestro and all sorts of things. And I saved all of that together. Um, and I really wanted to start a podcast about automation. Like I was there going like, you know, there, there's not really anything about this out there like Federico was doing a little bit of Fraser Spears back on canvas um you know where they were talking about the iPad but that wasn't really you know the right thing and sometimes it's cropping up on Mac Power users but there wasn't a show dedicated to, to you know automation in any way shape or form and I was there going yeah I really want to do this I don't want to do this on my own you know, I want to be, I want to have somebody else to bounce ideas off of because every so often, you know, I'm thinking of automations and I just jump straight in at step five and I need somebody to go like, whoa, 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 like take a couple of steps back, you know, like how do you get started with this? Um, and so I thought, well, David's kind of the right person for this. Like, I can't think of anybody other than David Sparks who would do this. So I spent a couple of weeks trying to write an email to David Sparks. Uh, <laughs> there were many, many, many drafts that landed in the virtual trash in mail. Uh, on my iPad. Um, and then I just figured out a very, very short, you know, email to David, which was something like, hi, David, 
I want to start a podcast about automation. Would you be interested in co-hosting that with me? Regards, Rosemary. Um, and as I was about to hit send, I kid you not, I got an email from David Sparks. Like, podcast idea. Hey, have you got some time to talk about a podcast idea? And it's like, okay. Wow, that's awesome. So uh, clearly we were on the same wavelength there. And, you know, I feel very fortunate to, to be able to work with David because, of course, you know, he's already got this huge following, which definitely helps with automators yeah. right at the beginning there. Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people stay around now just because it's automators um, rather than because purely david sparks though i'll take whatever we get because i love our, our listeners we get a lot of feedback from them um and so yeah i emailed david and then he talked to mike and steven at relay and said you know like rosemary and i want to start this podcast together uh you know would it be of interest to relay um and i think mike may have selfishly been like oh yeah i want this because shortcuts of course uh mike's very much into trying to get things done on ipad os and likes exploring that side of things and so they said yes and we we went from there i met them at wwdc that year we had a demo episode we were there going you know like we've got a couple of episodes in the cam ready to go and then shortcuts appeared on screen at wwdc so it was like okay scrap that start over yep, <laughs> like yeah. re-record everything get it out the door did you did you actually do that like did you can everything and just start over yeah yeah oh, we wow. decided like it, like you know because we were talking about workflow and stuff in those episodes and it's like let's focus on on the fancy new shinies that we've just been given yeah. okay a lot of people won't have them yet like still early developer betas and public betas but you know it's coming so let's 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 start with the fun stuff that everybody will be able to use in you know in the near future See, th this is the reason I love this show. Not only because I get to talk to interesting people, but you get to hear the side stories that you don't necessarily always get to hear about. Like, we had all this stuff ready to go, and then that changed. Well, it changed. wasn't a huge amount of stuff. I think we'd recorded two episodes. It, it's still um, it's still a lot of work, though. It, it, yeah, it was a lot of work. But it turns out, you know, like, really organized uh, a great editor for us, Jim. He's absolutely wonderful. Um, and they were like, you know, like, you know, Jim can do your editing for you. And David was like, great. I don't have time to deal with editing. And I'm there going, I have no idea how to edit. I don't yeah. even own Logic, let alone Ferrite. Or like, what do I do? Like, what is denoising? Like, I don't know any of this stuff. Um, thankfully, of course, now I, I do. I made sure, even though we have an editor, I was like, I want to learn like the basics about this just in case. Um, not because I think Jim's going to leave us in the lurch at any point, but heaven forbid, you know, should he be injured or ill, mm -hmm. you know. Like the podcast still will get released, whatever happens. Um, and I wanted to be able to say that I could do it for myself. Maybe not up to the high standards that, uh, you know, everybody's used to, but it could be done. Um, so they organized all of that. And yeah, and it was like, OK, so we're actually going to do better now because of this. So, yeah. OK, so so let's rewind a little bit. You and David start talking. You yeah. realize that you both want to do a show about automation. Mm -hmm. I I intentionally on on this show i don't want to talk about the like microphones and interfaces and things like that like that's this isn't a how-to show but get me get me to the decision making process on what you were going to focus on on whether you were going to bring guests in how long the show was going to be like get me through the decision making process for the whys and the the nuances of the show well originally we we thought that half an hour would be good for the show you know that's a lot of people find that it's difficult to listen to a, a, a complex topic for more than half an hour or so. Uh, we did try that. Um, and then Selsegoyen, our first guest, came on. And, of course, that went out the window because it's Selsegoyen. You don't want to be like, stop talking now. You yes. know, like, he's too awesome for that. Yeah. Um, so um, 
But, um, you know, we decided early on that we wanted to get guests on. We wanted to get a people who who other people have heard of, like Celsa Goyen. Um, but we also wanted to get people who had cool automations on. Um, so it was a similar format to MPU in many ways. Um, and that's definitely echoed in the fact that we rapidly increased the length of the show uh, as we went. Um, but, you know, it's been a very sort of natural process of, you know, like we pretty much pick like a topic for an episode and go through that. Now, of course, some episodes will work differently and there'll be, you know, two topics or it'll be a feedback show or it'll be a guest show. So it's kind of about the guest rather than about a particular topic, um, unless, of course, they're a developer of a certain app, in which case it's always fun to, to weave that into the theme. Um, but I mean, it started with David saying to me, okay, like, I'm just going to tell you what I've got as a format, like in my head, and then we can discuss this and like, work it out from there. Because of course, somebody needs to go first with like a baseline, and then you progress from there. At least that's the way I think it's the most efficient to go. Um, And again, pretty much what he told me was very similar to what I was thinking um, with, you know, like, yeah, getting guests on, you know, recording every two weeks because doing it every week. Automators, this is not a bad thing, but it's a lot of work because you have to prep the automations and and get everything working and check that it all works. Um, And, you know, then, of course, you just have the recording time, then turnaround time with the editor. Fortunately, you know, Jim's great. He's very fast. Um, But still, we have to make sure that he has time. Um, And so we thought, you know, every two weeks is good. Uh, Like the sound of that. And I'm very please still with the every two week schedule it every so often i'm there going wait is automators this week or next week was it last week or the week before i don't remember i, I check the calendars if if i forget it's almost certainly because it's not this week um i've only had one scary moment where i woke up on friday morning and went oh, automators was supposed to go out yesterday oh wait no it's friday <laughs> okay i can go back to sleep now of yeah. course i could not go back to sleep uh, but um you know, we, we just sort of decided that from there. And then, of course, you know, Relay have input as well. So they, they, they talk to us about the sponsors and things like that to make sure that we can fit, you know, three sponsors in a show now. Um, and, you know, we have to say, yes, we can make that work or no, we can't make that work. Uh, I have to say, I don't think I could fit five sponsors in an episode of Automators. I think that way would be quite tricky to break up the show in that much. Um, but three, three is working quite well. So it's a open process that we renegotiate every so often. Well, and the other thing that's interesting about Automators too, right, is if, if you're doing a topic show where you have deliver, deliverables, right, that you're trying to share with with listeners, not only do you have to do all of that work, you have to do the show notes, then you have to do the deliverables. And like you had said, make sure the deliverables work and make sure you can actually distribute those to people. And I mean, yeah. like there's so much on the back end of it as well as on the preparation and on the front end of it that it's got to be hard to balance uh, a lot of that. I mean, it can be, but at the same time, I love doing it so much. Yeah. You know, it, it's not a chore. It's, you know, every soft time they're going, oh my gosh, I have to listen to this and add chapter markers. But honestly, I knew, I know what I said. So, you you know, when it's my turn to do it, David and I take turns doing that. Um, so we do take notes as we go to make it a little bit easier. So we know like these, these chapter markers come before ad break one and between one and two, between two and three, um, you know, depending on who our sponsors are. Um, and it's, you know, it, it, we, we, we've deliberately tried to um, make it easy on ourselves to do this stuff. And I, I really enjoy it, especially, you know, creating the shortcuts every so often, you know, we'll be talking and I'm creating the shortcut as David's saying something so that then, you know, he's walked me through his process and I can be like, okay, and here's an optimized version or, and here's a different way that I do something similar. Um, and that, that's fun. And it's not that I'm not listening to him because I am, it's just, you know, 
you can do some of it on the fly. Of course, some things need a little bit of homework before or after the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's all good fun. Good, good. All right, so so now Automators is up and running. Um, you're doing that, and then you decide to launch another show. You decide to launch Nested Folders. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that process. Well, uh, in between Automators and starting Nested Folders, I wrote a book about OmniFocus uh, with a friend of mine, Ryan Dotson. Um, and Ryan and I were part of uh, the OmniFocus 3 beta tester group. Um, so Omnifo- Omni Group rolled out OmniFocus 3 a couple of years ago now. Um, and uh, Ryan and I were both there and, you know, negotiating. And Scotty, my co-host of Nested Folders, was there as well. And I distinctly remember one of the very early days of the, the beta. Scotty was there going, so I have this bug. And I'm there going, huh, I don't have this bug. And we were there in a Slack channel, like, trying to figure out, like, exactly, like, what caused the bug to appear. And we figured it out. And we managed to email exact steps to support and support what they're going. Yes, now we know how to reproduce this problem. Great. Um, which was pretty good for Omni Group as well. That was an early beta, so that never made it public, that bug. Um, but it was, you know, great to talk to these people. Um, and I realized that, you know, there's a lot that you have in common with other people who also use the same app as you to, like, manage your entire life. <laughs> um, so that's how I ended up writing a book with, with Ryan. We just sort of said, you know, like, huh, I'd quite like to write a, a book about this. And Ryan was like, hmm, that sounds like fun. It's like would you like to co-author this with me? And he said yes. And he probably is still regretting it because my comma placement is most definitely iffy. Um, but, you know, we, we, we'd done that and it was good fun and he didn't kill me, possibly because he was living in Japan at the time. Um, you know, that little bit of distance could definitely help there. But I thought, you know, like I had great fun doing this with Ryan and I talked to Scotty a lot in that channel as well. And I thought, you know, Scotty would be somebody fun to start a podcast with, I think. Um, and I wanted a productivity podcast because, you know, the, the automation side of my life is one thing, but I do do a lot of productivity related things as well. And so I just sort of said to Scotty, well, would you like to start a podcast about productivity? Uh, to which he said, that sounds like fun. Let's do it. Um, and we did. Um, it took a couple of months of planning and going backwards and forwards on things uh, to, you know, like figure out, you know, when we can record because he's in Canada, he has a day job. So we have to make sure that we work around things like that. Um, but, you know, it kind of sort of just happened uh, because I asked him, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that that's that's awesome. How do you how do you balance the time difference? You know, you're you're with a, a co-host or you're actually with two co-hosts that are both, you know, seven, eight plus hours away from you how do you balance that yes well in david's case i'm very fortunate he works for himself uh so he can make his own schedule so aside from the odd emergency that crops up we can just sort of say yeah we'll we'll, we'll record morning your time um and uh with scotty it, it's it's been a little bit of a challenge as well because not only does he have um you know a day job he also has a wife a dog and children um which means that, that there are other demands on his time but you know it, it's one of those things where um, once you figure out like a rough time that generally works for you, then you can say, okay, like let's in general stick with that time. I could go earlier or later. I just need to know, but like around then is good. Um, and occasionally that does mean, you know, like very early mornings or late nights for one person, but, um, you know, they're getting rarer and rarer. Um, especially because I'm fortunate I do have quite a bit of flexibility with my working time. Uh, you know, I can't just walk out in the middle of the day and n- not go back. That doesn't work. But with with some notice, I can leave work a little bit early to record earlier in the morning. 
Um, or I could go into work later the next day to account for staying up late the night before. Yeah. I think that's one of the benefits too of, you know, having that schedule to where you have a little bit of flex in it, right? You can, mm -hmm. you can bounce back and forth if you need to, as long as you're getting, getting your job done, right? Cause you don't want to, you don't exactly. want to lose, lose the ability to, to do the other job that you've committed to. Yeah. L so exactly. let, let's talk about that now, if, if you don't mind. Um, so you've got multiple different podcasts, you yeah. do screencasts, you've written books, you publish multiple blogs in different formats. Um, when are you going to, is there a desire, all of those words and forms of the question uh, to take this thing full time? Yes. I mean, I would really like to one day. Uh, don't tell my day job. Um, but, um, you know, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm thinking more and more about. Um, and especially with everything going on, it's getting to the point where I feel like I'm burning the candle at both ends. And at some point that is not going to work for me and I'm going to have a problem. Um, and I'm hoping that I'm going to not have that problem because at some point uh, I'm going to figure out a, a better balance of things. It might be reducing my errors at my day job. It might be leaving my day job and finding, say, a part-time gig so I don't become a social hermit um, with zero contact with the outside world aside from accepting grocery deliveries, uh, you know, and signing up on the odd <laughs> Amazon Prime parcel delivery yes. or Apple Store delivery. Let's be honest, it's probably going to be the Apple Store. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I would really like to. I can't put a definite timeline on that right now because, of course, especially in the current economic climate, you know, things have changed a lot uh, over the last couple of months. Um, and it looks like they they may change again. I don't know. I can't tell. I've not got a crystal ball. Um, but I don't want to do anything that might, you know, tempt, you know, endanger me financially. So I, I'm taking it slow and trying to be mindful of other projects that I take on. Um but at the same time, I'm not saying no to things just because I'm a little short on time. I'm, I'm trying to fit everything in, which may backfire on me at some point. But pretty much everybody I work with is, you know, aware of how much stuff is on my plate. Um, and so, they, you know, I let them know if, if there might be a problem meeting a deadline or something. You know, got to be responsible there. Yeah. So out of, out of curiosity, right? I mean you have a full a full-time job as a developer right you're doing mm -hmm. your other work um mm -hmm. in terms of all of the stuff that we mentioned before how do you balance it right like where how do you make the hard decisions when you have too much on your plate you know where, where's your where's your decision making process there well, I mean, one of the things that I have done, because, you know, some people just watch Netflix to relax or play on Nintendo Switch. I do that, but I very specifically say, like, okay, like, that Friday is going to be, like, Netflix slash Nintendo Switch evening. Um, and, like, nothing else is happening then. And I try and condense the work into the other parts of my time. So it might be like, okay, Monday, well, I've got to record an episode of Automators. So it would also be a good day to do prep for Automators as well as prepping for my nested folders show, which is the next day. And then I record nested folders the next day. I do some prep for the next episode. And then I've still got some time because nested folders is, you know, half an hour, whereas Automators is usually an hour and a quarter or so. Um, and so it's like, okay, now's a good time to do my things for the suite setup. Um, um, what I try and do, and I really always want to do, is say, um, you know, like, uh, I, I don't ever want to be at the point where I'm, you know, telling people, like, there's no way this is going to get done. It's usually, like, I need an extra day 
on this mm-hmm. at most. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try and avoid that by trying to get ahead, um, which does occasionally mean like sacrificing an evening that I would otherwise designate for relaxation. But you know what? I really enjoy all of these things I do. I love making podcasts. I love writing books. I love writing articles. Um, I, you know, I, I really love making screencasts. That has been a massive learning curve to figure out all of the things in ScreenFlow and that. But I really like it. Um, so, you know, some people may be there going, gosh, that sounds like a lot of work. And it could be, but I really enjoy it. And my brain likes a challenge. Um, you know, I've never been one that can just sit there and stare mindlessly at a wall. Uh, very few people can for more than a few minutes. But some people are very good at just sitting there and relaxing and being there with their thoughts and just some music. And I am not. But for me, relaxing, like editing a screencast in ScreenFlow, that's that's relaxing. Um, and so that is one of the ways that I make that balance work. So take us into your screencast world as well. We've talked about your blogging. We've talked about your talking to the internet, right? Your podcast and things like that. Well, you also talk in a visual format as well, right? Where you're doing these screencasts and you're demonstrating different things. Can you tell us how all that got started? Uh, yeah. So um, I... so actually kind of through David Sparks because David Sparks is good friends with J.F. Brissett who's one of the the very important people at Screencast Online I've forgotten his precise title but he he does a lot of the mastering of the audio and making sure that the edits are right and things like that in in the videos um, and uh, sorts out other things behind the scenes as well um, and so when I went to WWDC last year um, there we David and I I stayed with David I stole his couch for a couple of days it's okay he got it back afterwards um and so we made an agreement that we were going to go to disney and he was going to take me to disneyland california because i've never been worked at disneyland paris worked on disney cruise line but i've never been to the original disney and he was like you've got to go and i'm like i've got to go i know i've got to go you know like when when are we going um and so and so you know that was the agreement and we were going to have an automators meetup in orange county near where david lives as well um and i thought you know that's that's great um and JF said, well, I'll fly over because uh, he doesn't live that far away, a short flight. Um, and so JF flew over and, you know, we went out for lunch. David had to record, I think, an episode of Focused or something. So JF was like, well, let's go get lunch together and like talk to each other because I hear you all the time, but I don't really know you and you don't really know me. So let's go make friends. And it's like, OK, that could be weird in many other worlds, but in the particular tech world that I'm in, it's not. And he's a good friend of David's. So we went out and we had lunch and I learned all about how Screencast Online does things behind the scenes, all of their fun secrets. There are no dirty secrets, I'm sad to say. Uh, but, uh, you know, and I was like, you know, that sounds like great fun. And JF was like, well, you know, like I'll keep you in mind, like maybe, you know, if Don ever, you know, does need somebody else, um, then, you know, we, we might reach out to you. And I was like, well, you know, that's all you can ask for. You know, I might reach out to you. Sounds great. And then a couple of months later, uh, JF and Don reached out and said, you know, oh, we, we've got a slot opening up at Streamcast Online. Uh, you know, would would you like it? And I said, uh, yeah, I would really love to demo, give you a demo and see if we can make this work. Because, of course, they have a very high standard for how they do mm, things. So you yes. can't just, you know, like throw something together and be like, and I accidentally recorded the wrong part of my screen, but it's OK. Like everything has to be accurate. Um, and, and, you know, so I, I started doing that, um, and it started with iOS 13 deeper dive, which was a big challenge because of course Don had already done an iOS 13 dive. Um, and so I was there going, okay, what, what things didn't he cover? Um, what's changed since he did cover it? Because of course we were still in beta season there. 
getting things out the door. And uh, yeah, it kind of just rolled from there. And I, I did some fill-in shows and then, you know, Dom put me on the regular schedule. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's really great fun because I get to make these videos and I get to pick which apps I'd like to do. Obviously, within reason, I can't pick random obscure app filled with random ads that's only available in Chinese. First of all, because I don't speak Chinese, so I wouldn't know, you know, <laughs> is this actually Mandarin or Cantonese on the screen? I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, what does it do? I don't know, but I'm making a video about it because it's free in the App Store, you know, like that's not okay. Like we have like, predetermined like people have requested this and agreements and stuff back and forth um but that that's good fun to to figure all of that out so that was one of the questions i had to clarify for me automators and nested folders you're driving the content there right like you and the you and your co-hosts are driving the content there is how does screencast online work is it you're driving it or they're driving it or both and it just depends on the screencast yeah, so it kind of depends on the screencast. So that you know, obviously Don and JF and the whole team collect listener requests or watcher requests probably is the more accurate term because these people do generally watch the videos. Of course. So they collect those. Um and every so often, you know, we'll get forwarded an email and they'll be there going, Oh, can I call dibs on this one, please? Because that sounds like a fun topic. But at the same time, I can also suggest videos that I would like to cover. Um, and this means that, you know, they, these can play to my strengths. So I just did a, a video um, about Pushcut, for example, which is an app I use all the time. It's a very nerdy app, but I'm sure that a lot of people at Screencast Online will will get something out of that. Um, and, you know, and so I... I you know, I, I pitched it for want of a better word, um, and gave Don, you know, a couple of sentence summary. And he said, that's, that sounds good. I think I'd like it if you, if you made a video about that. So, you know, it's not where I can just be like, oh, and here's a video on this. Um, I mean, I probably could, but I would much rather do some back and forth, at least because I'm still so new there, um, to, to suggest topics. But that means that of course, when people want specific things, they can email screencast online and it goes on our list of considerations. Do you do you think about projects differently based on whether you've seeded the idea or whether the idea has been given to you? A little bit, because often if I'm given an idea, there's like a, usually like a specific question or a couple of comments with it about something that people are struggling with. Um, whereas if I've decided, if I picked the idea and this applies to, you know, whenever I do these things, then I have to try and put my mind in or put my head in the mind of somebody that has never used this before and be like, okay, what are these basic questions that I have to answer? And of course, this being me, I created a draft section that actually throws, uh, these questions into a draft document for me um, so that I can ask myself, you know, like some basic questions that generally apply to pretty much every app. But then if I'm doing something, say um, a little sneak preview, Net Newswire is on my list of things I want to make a video about. Nice. Um, so like, you know, like one of those questions there is going to have to be like, what is RSS and why do I want an RSS reader? Because a lot of people might go, well, why do you even want this? So you need to incorporate that explanation as part of the video. So, and I love things like that, right? Because it's not a matter of I don't want to learn it, right? I actually just yeah. downloaded NetNewsWire and I, I was like, oh, I'll check this out again because I had it back a couple, you know, versions ago on on my Mac. Um, but it's like, I don't have time to learn everything. Like, I, you know, it's like, I, I, I don't just have... So it's like, if people can do the, the quick, here are the basics. Like, here's what you need to know. And then if you want to go more advanced, sure, you can learn a lot, a lot more other things. But like, here's, here are the basics of it. So... The things that you do in those in those realms, whether it's basic, here's a couple tips and tricks to here's an advanced guide on 
you know, X, Y, Z of, of application. It's so helpful, so helpful to the community. Um, yes. So thank you. Thank you for well, doing this. Well, I, I really enjoy doing these things. And I've got, I've got a lot of ideas for other things that I want to do. But going back to the balance, you know, some of these things that are on my personal I want to do this list, I've had to, you know, put a little pin in them. They're still on my list of things that I want to do. But if I start doing that as well, I will be very quickly overwhelmed and swamped um, because everything is going to be too much if I do all of my personal projects as well, as much as I would like to. You know, I still need those occasional Netflix and Nintendo Switch evenings. Oh, of course, of course. So so I'm going to ask you about the quote unquote hole in your repertoire right now. Um, and I mean that in a completely joking way. Um, why why no YouTube? I didn't see anything out there with you being on YouTube. I mean, where is the Rosemary Orchard YouTube channel? Uh, there is a Rosemary Orchard YouTube channel. Oh, I channel. didn't realize I that. I missed it. I think it's only got like one video on it um, or maybe two. Uh, one demoing uh, a light that I made uh, with a Raspberry Pi. Um, and I think there might have been something on there with uh, a shortcut that I made. Uh, oh. But there are a few things on the Automators channel. I've appeared on Matthew Castanelli's channel on YouTube. And I would really like to. But, you know, this is one of those things yeah. where realistically, if I want to build a YouTube channel, it's not something where I can throw out a video every once like in a quarter or a mm -hmm. year. I, I need to produce on at least semi-regular basis. Um, and I would really like to do that. But video can be a lot of work. Um continuity is always a struggle you know screen recording your mouse needs to be pretty much where it was when you cut and when you come back or you need a transition to get between them things like that or if you're filming yourself then heaven forbid you're wearing a completely different jumper in you yeah, know the exactly. second part when you come back and re-record it <laughs> that can be tricky um so um you know it's on my list of things that i really like to do i'm just not quite there yet yeah yeah and, and that was a complete joke so my my goal was not to to try to come down on you or anything like that it's just you're I, I mean YouTube you're shaming me <laughs> yeah you're you're doing you're doing a lot of these things anyhow right but i at the same time i understand that you know adding the video component where you're now adding on a significant amount of work um to do that and to grow that um that being said i think it would be really interesting for those side projects that um screencasts online don't want you know or yeah. that don't don't fit anywhere else you throw Absolutely. those five or ten yeah. minute little videos up there yeah, I, I, I really want to get into that. Um, but I'm currently in the process of attempting to move countries. Yes. Uh, the coronavirus has put a little bit of a dent in those plans. Like It's still happening. I just have no idea when it's going to happen. Because currently I'm in one country and my stuff is in another country. And I can't get from here to my stuff. And my stuff can't get from there to here. Um, and I'm trying to find a place. But once I find a place, it will have a room which I can use as my studio. And that will mean... At the very least, I won't have to waste like 20 minutes every time I do stuff, breaking stuff down and yeah. setting it up again. I'll just have like pull the microphone over and I'm good to go. So. Wonderful. Okay. So can you tell me your biggest highlight that you've had in all of your experiences talking to the internet? Oh, that is absolutely 100% impossible to pick because there have been just so many good moments um you know like uh, cgp gray and mike talking about me on cortex because i kind of bullied cgp gray into trying keyboard maestro at wwdc um and he loves it um and i feel really happy to have both actually shown him this really cool cool tool that he can use and also for have had him to share that with all of the cortex listeners as well because that means that they get to experience it um you know like going on MPU and talking to all those people, meeting people, um, you know, as part of this. And 
I was at MaxDoc last year. That is possibly one of the highlights. I went to MaxDoc and I spoke at MaxDoc. And afterwards, uh, Bodhi, I've forgotten his surname. It begins with a Q, but he said, this is a massive imposition, but is there any chance you could help me make a shortcut? And so I just sat down with him for like half an hour and we built this really cool uh, shortcut so that he can play music by the album and it doesn't shuffle it and things like that. And that really made a big difference for him in the way that he works. And I gave him some really nice sample shortcuts to start with. And he really appreciated that. And more importantly, I really appreciated talking to somebody who was as nerdy as me about this and wanted to sit down and spend 20 minutes playing with shortcuts to build this. Um, and, you know, things like that. That is always makes my day when I get to actually talk to these people and, and build stuff with somebody. See, and, and, and I love it, right? Because it, it calls to the sense of to the sense of community that we build. And it's sometimes a one-way community. It's sometimes a two-way community. And it's sometimes, you know, this hybrid strangeness, you know, depending on the, the type of community that it is. But, um, I, I mean, I feel like having listened to, you know, you and listened to different people. I was talking to Stephen Hackett about this on when he was on the show. Um, and it's like, I feel like I know you all really, really well. But I don't yeah. really like I just know the person that you are on the show. And it's like, yeah. but no, I know you like I like I know that you broke through the CGP gray wall like you broke <laughs> through the robot wall, even though I've never met. I've never met him. Like, I don't know him. Like, I don't know him at all. But I listen to Hello Internet and I listen to, you know, uh, Cortex and those type of things. It's like you you did it. Like I almost I'm almost like, yes, victory, Rosemary. You broke through the wall. Yeah. So. Though I have to say I did not recognize gray when I met him because he did not have this very circular head um uh, you know and it was like you're not really great are you you're just an actor pretending to be right to this day i'm n still not 100 percent certain that that was not an actor hired to play gray because mm -hmm. uh, that's entirely possible yes so. yes yeah i could i could very much see he's gone to the future gotten some animatron and he's sent that to be his <laughs> that presence. would be such a great thing to do and if he's done it i'm good give him 10 out of 10 because yeah. the robot was very well behaved, so that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so let's let's flip this on its head now. We we talked about the highlight. You know what are what are the challenges, right? What are the cons? Um, what are the struggles that you deal with trying to do all this stuff? I mean, sometimes you do have to think a little bit before you speak because it's very easy to say something that will come back to bite you on the internet, um, and you you don't want that because. If you put it on the internet, it's going to be out there. Like your great, 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 great grandchildren will one day be able to find this information. Even if you delete it, you know, like somewhere it's going to be saved some somehow so that you can, so that it can be found again. Um, and, you know, that, that goes partially, partially for the personal stuff. You know, you generally don't want to be telling people your exact address on the internet yeah. and things yeah. like that. Um, and also sometimes you just don't know how a situation is going to play out. Like, will Apple finally release a smart keyboard for the iPad with a trackpad on it? Like, never say never, right? Because it's Apple. And guess what? They just released one, like, as, as we're talking, like, this week. As, yes. as so, um, you know, like, you, you have to think a little bit about that. Um, and sometimes it can be like, oh man, I've got to record another podcast. Like, oh, I've just like, I've just gotten over a cold and I've still got a scratchy throat. Like, do I really want to be doing this? Fortunately with my podcast co-hosts, uh, you know, I'm very lucky with, with, unless we have a very, you know, like the podcast is supposed to be releasing tomorrow. Like we, we have flexibility and especially David and I for automators, we're trying to get ahead a bit because with me moving, I don't know when I'm going to be moving, but at some point I may just disappear for two weeks. Um, and I don't want that to jeopardize the show. So that can be, 
I wouldn't necessarily say that that's a really low point, but it's it's stuff that you don't necessarily worry about, but you have to bear in mind. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to make you pick one talking to the internet type activity, right? You can only do this one activity, but you can do multiple things within the activity. You can't do any of the others. So okay. which is your talking to the internet activity? I think I would have to go with podcasting. Because podcasting is an extremely versatile tool. And especially if you don't limit me exclusively to audio podcasting, then that means that I can kind of probably still get away oh, with doing screencasts. Sneaky. You I am sneaky. very sneaky. I am very good at finding loopholes. I love loopholes. Because um, technically that's right. Podcast can be anything that you pod to, and throw it out there. Oh, that was sneaky. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I apologize for being very sneaky there. Um, but, you know, there there is a lot to be said about podcasts, especially with a video podcast. You know, like people get to see you and they get to, you know, like build that connection with you. Even if, as you mentioned earlier, it can be a little bit one-sided with people really feeling like they know you and you're there going, I have literally never met you before in my life. You seem like a nice person, though, if enthusiastic. Um, so, um, you know, but podcasting, I think I, w- I would go for Um yeah, it, it, I wouldn't say it's easier than the others uh, because you have to do the prep, you have to do the post, and you have to do the actual recording. Um, but it's very enjoyable. Nice. Good, good, good. All right, so I know you have ideas, right? I know you want to do other things. We talked a little bit about that earlier. Um, what, when the, when the rubber meets the road or when you're really sitting down going, okay, I'm going to do a new thing, how do you figure out which of the new things you do or whether, no, 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 I can't do a new one right now. Like this needs to stop. Well, the no, no, no one is quite easy because whenever I go, hey, like I've got a weekend off, that's when I go and check my deadlines calendar, which quickly disabuses me of the notion that I have a weekend off. (laughs) Um, Because while I might not have anything due this Monday, guess what? I've got a full show due for Screencast Online next Monday. Or, um, you know, I've got an Automators podcast that I'm recording, you know, Tuesday or something like that. So it's rare to have a complete weekend off um, of these things. Um, So that's that's how I generally pick, like, no, I shouldn't be doing something. Like, just jump into, like, the list of things that are actually on my plate and also bearing in mind the feeling that you get when you start something and then you have to put it down, like, because you can't keep going with it. That can be very, very, very sad. Like, I've just started working on this and it's doing so well and I have to kill it because I don't have time to keep working on it right now. Darn. Um, you know, you don't want to have to do that. So I, I try and keep that in mind. Picking what to work on next, that can be tricky. But usually I base it 50% this is complete guesswork, but 50% on what people are asking for and 50% on what I'm asking for. So if I really want to make something about drafts, then like that'll be like at the top of my list. And if a lot of people are asking me to make stuff about drafts, they'll also go to the top of that list. And then I'll be like, oh, look, hey, drafts. Cool. Drafts is next. Um, you know, and, you know, sneak preview. I, I do really want to work on some stuff for drafts, but at the moment I've been a bit swamped. But it's definitely on my radar of things to do. Um, so, yeah, that's how I figure things like that out. It's not a perfect science, but at the same time, if you're, if you're not there going, I really want to make this, you probably shouldn't be making it. Yeah, see, that's, that's a side challenge of having an audience, right? Having a group of people that are saying, hey, Rosemary, make this thing. Hey, Rosemary, can you make this thing? Hey, Rosemary, make this thing. Whereas, well, like, one the- of the things I try and keep in mind is the iPhone. Like, people didn't expect the iPhone. Like, Steve Jobs was there on the stage going, a music player, an internet connection device, and a yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then 
when he was like, it's the iPhone, people are like, oh my god, you can put all this together. Like, sometimes giving people what they want. Like, uh, there's a quote that's often attributed to Henry Ford. I don't know if he ever actually said it. If you asked people what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. Like, they yeah. got a car. Like, it's you don't always have to give people exactly what they want. Like, you have to do what you think is the right thing to do with, you know, your gut instinct and your skills and knowledge. Or your scholage, as the word I just created <laughs> in my head. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that that works. Scholar for scholarship. Scholage, yeah. yeah Let's exactly. go with that. Uh, could also potentially be a fish. <laughs> so, uh, yes, um, you know, you, you have to figure that out. But, yes, sometimes it can be a little bit challenging because you're there going, I really want to just make this for you and give it to you. Um, and I used to get a lot of emails asking me if I could make shortcuts. And I'm afraid I have a text expander snippet that I, I use that says, like, I would love to make a shortcut for you, but I really don't have the time. Um, like, please post this in the automators forum because somebody else, like, will help you get in the right direction. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel really bad that I'm like I'm using text expander snippets on people, but I do personalize them. Um, and like if I know like, oh, hey, like there's there's one like this on Mac stories and I'll include a link or something, you know, like I try and like help people where I can. But I can't just, you know, especially like individual like personal requests. I just can't manage that right now. Well, and, and the other thing, too, so as somebody who's, you know, sending out a lot of emails saying, hey, would you be willing to be on a show? Hey, would you be willing to be on a show? You know, the big the big thing too is getting a response right yeah. like the fact that you're responding is huge you know that like i mean you responded positively which is great which is even better but the fact that you get a response from somebody that says hey i just can't do it right now it's like oh okay that's great like you at least acknowledge that i yeah. i exist on on the planet and i get it cuz some people just don't even see it cuz they get so many they get flooded with so many messages that it's yeah. not you yeah. know well i recently uh, discovered a bunch of messages from my contact form were being shoved into spam and i feel really uh, bad for the people uh, yeah. that emailed me like three months ago and i'm like oh sorry like yeah <laughs> did not realize but because like most of the stuff from my contact form does not make it into spam but every so often spammers abuse that forum and they're like hey free holiday in hawaii if you sign up for this timeshare and i'm like yeah. free holiday in hawaii yes timeshare not so much not so much yeah. um so you know like also to all the people sending me seo stuff like the fact that you found my website means that you i don't need that like i know i'm, I'm doing fine there i don't want to yeah. put a bunch of junk into my website based on like some mythical google al algorithm that probably changes five times a day anyway definitely all right so what advice do you have for people who are interested in getting started talking to the internet this is a difficult one because my advice is very, very boring, which is start. Like you want to do something. You want to make a podcast. You want to start a YouTube channel. You you want to start a blog. You've just got to do it. Okay. Like you don't have to worry about getting it perfect. You don't have to have the right microphone. You don't have to have an amazing camera or a perfect storyline. You just need something because once you've done something, then you can improve on it. But you need to do something and you need to get it out there. And that's the scary one, P pushing that publish button to like actually let other people see it. But everybody starts somewhere. Um, and if people are nasty to you, just ignore them because there are way more nice people out there than there are nasty people. And let's be honest, people usually only say something when they have something negative to say. Like that's the same thing with Amazon reviews. If there's like three reviews that are like one star, okay, but 840 people purchase this product. Where did the other 837 go? You know, they're there somewhere. They must be happy enough with it because they didn't come back and leave a bad review. So, yep. yeah. Great yeah. advice. Great advice. 
I wouldn't necessarily say it's great, but everybody's got to start somewhere, and you've just got to bear that in mind. All right, so the unlightning round, right? The formerly known lightning round, now it's the unlightning round. I'm going to start the clock. We don't have to pay a bit of attention to it, but here we go. Um, what is overall, and just for, as a reminder to everyone, Rosemary does not know these questions. She has not heard these questions um, before, so she's very much on the hot seat. Uh, overall, what is your favorite content on the internet? Oh, man, that that is hard. I'm going to go with Cortex. It's just fun. A lot of fun. Overall, your favorite personality on the internet? Ooh. Oh, am I, am I allowed to be super bad? No, I can't pick one of my podcast co-hosts because then the other yes, one will can. be upset. No, the other you one will can. then be oh, upset okay, with okay. me. That would not be good. Um, uh, ooh, uh, mm, 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 hmm. Very good question. I'm going to go with Jack's Wild Bengals on Instagram because there are always cute cat pictures. We, we can see, we can see where you lean for for your for your enjoyment on the internet. Um, okay, so a creator show or content that is on the rise, something our listeners should definitely check out. Uh, for people who have not heard of Matthew Castanelli, they have got to check him out because he is producing a bunch of stuff on YouTube, lots and lots of shortcuts content, and uh, you know he's a lot of people haven't necessarily heard of him yet, and uh, he's got a lot of great stuff. So, yeah, wonderful. Uh, you're only allowed to listen, watch, or read one thing on the internet for the remainder of time. What is the one thing that you do? Or that question. You listen to Are libraries still available to me? No. Like, it's it's literally one source of content. Am I allowed to pick a library? No. <sighs> one source of content. Darn it. Um, so like one show, one channel, one Instagram account, something like that. Can I go with a network? Because I just pick yeah. Relay FM. Yeah. Okay, I'll let that, you. Okay, Relay. Yeah, because th there's a lot of great stuff on Relay. It's always high quality, lots of fun things. You know, between you know Roboism and you know Connected, there's like everything on that network. So. Alrighty, now the last one. Because you are the automation slash productivity guru. If somebody is new to automation, yeah. what is the one thing that they should be doing that they're probably not doing? Taking two minutes a day to look at what you're actually doing. Because once you look at what you're actually doing, then you're going to find something that you realize it takes you 10 taps to do. But you could probably do it in two once you build a shortcut or something like that. There you go. You heard it straight from uh, the automation and productivity guru, Rosemary Orchard. Rosemary, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I can't thank you enough for the time that you've given, for all the insight that you've given. Uh, where can people learn more about you if they want to uh, dig deeper? Uh, the best place to go is rosemaryorchard.com. That has links to books, apps, all of the stuff. Um, and uh, yes, including you know, social media sites. Uh, I rarely post on Instagram, but there was a picture of a bagel today if you're very interested in the food that I eat. Uh, I promise it's not all hipster, but, you know, a lot of it is. Thanks so much, Rosemary. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for having me. I very much enjoyed being on the show.
Sunshine Productions.